What's up, everybody? Today we're talking about Asians versus blacks in a nail salon in Brooklyn and a lot more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. That I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to break these walls, but I know that ever since you've been here, I feel like I could risk it all. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I want to bust out all kind of dance moves right now, but first let me introduce our guest. We got, well, we got our honorary Courtney Stewart in the house today. I'm not the guest. You're not the guest. You're just just honorary. You all all the time. Always, always. What's up? Now, the man behind the video right now is in the house. Kimo Franco's with us today. You made me want to bust all kind of dance moves. You took me back to like the the 90s. I want, you know, I see some literary fanny packs in the video. I got shoulders moving. I want to be in the video, man. Summer vibe, man. What's up? Can I I get in the next video? Yeah. I got got moves, You got the moves? I got moves. Did you actually make a video right now with the moves? Listen, I'm trying to watch the, look. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 for those of y'all listening and cannot okay. watch what's happening, right. okay, okay. I learned quick, <laughs> okay. I learned quick, I learned scared, quick, you know what I'm saying, I learned quick, <laughs> welcome, Daryl, welcome, that that's right, right, I'm trying to give you a little side hustle job, a backup dancer, y'all don't know about that, what's up man, welcome in, yeah, thank you man, thank you for having me, so, you know, you got the jacket on, you're not hot, mm-hmm. you know, it's like 125 degrees in the valley in LA, I know, super fashionably fly right now, that's right, right, that's right, that's like, you know, I feel that, I feel that, because I took my jacket off it's still in the car I was sweating so bad I was like I ain't doing it <laughs> I mean I stood outside for like five seconds and I was like I can't even it's, it's, I can't do this rough, it's rough out here but you look good though you, you yeah you got the you got the style man you, the video styling I'm loving it and uh, we got a lot to talk about with you today yeah um, we're gonna get into some hot topics but first we got a new thing that we're doing on this show yeah uh, it is called the trending video moment of the week and um, this is our exclusive moment today of, of uh, debuting it yes. and so we have a, a video for you that we're gonna comment on right here. It's a a woman by the name of Mary Halsey. If you haven't seen this video, she is performing a karaoke version of Missy Elliott's Work It. And she's working it. Yeah, yeah, yeah! This is my second time exclusive here at Goddard Park at the Cool Cat Karaoke. Missy's funky white sister is in the park! Work it. I put my thing now, flip it, and reverse it. He's your friend, and if it's one yip, he's your friend, and if it's one yip, 
And you got a big Let me search ya all right, y'all. Look, I just look. I want to let her keep playing, but like, we just got to go ahead and talk about the video because Kimo already commented. You haven't seen the video yet? No. You oh my god! Oh, so you you uh, got fresh eyes. You on fresh it. eyes on it. All right, we want to get your opinion first. Listen, she did the backwards version. You know, what I'm and she had no monitor to read lyrics. No, she knows no. the lyrics. She, she noticed. And what is she holding? I don't, I don't know. It's I like some weird branch. Or what, like, no, what it looks like one of the, the a what, on a on a, on a, yeah. on a, a deer. Or not it a looks deer, like a horn. Yeah. A horn. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah a horn. Because of the brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can catch the whole video online, but I mean, yes. when I saw this, I fell in love with it. In fact, so did Missy Elliott because she yes, actually posted she it on oh, her social media. Oh, did you? Yeah, she, she did. did. She said that was her white sister, and she she basically was like, she did the song almost better than I do. So she killed it. I mean, the commitment. My favorite part of this video, and I want to hear your comment, is the ghetto friend with the drink and the plate <laughs> who's dancing and walking in front and behind of her while she performs. While she performs. While she performs. They have the barbecue. They have the barbecue. Yeah. Exactly. They have the barbecue. You know what so what do you think? I think she really is a white sister of Missy Elliott. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got the barbecue going on. You performing the hell out of it. Yeah. She's it's rampant and ripping from the Right. The fact that she even did that part. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. You know, usually people will skip that part in karaoke. They just let it like, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, she. She got her lyric in there. She's clearly done. Well, she said was the second time she did the second time she's done it. Listen, I would go see her. She, I want her on my karaoke team. She needs to be on what's the karaoke show with um um, uh, with uh, with, uh, L.O. Chrissy Chrissy and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. What is that? Oh, um. Why can't we think why of can't it? I think it's of that on name? TBS or something? Like, Tony, I know you know the name of this show. What is uh, the battle, battle. Battle. Uh, MC. No, um, this is embarrassing. Oh my gosh. How can we not think of what? Isn't it like car karaoke or something like that? No, no, no that's, no, no, that's different. different. It's, 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 it's going to come to me. It'll come. It'll, it'll come. come. It'll come. But, Either way, those are the barbecue Beckys we want to hang out with at exactly, the barbecue. Exactly, because okay? they ain't calling the police on us, all right? Exactly. They want us there. They want us there. They want our music. And they want our music there, clearly. All right, we're going to get to these hot topics on that note. Oh, speaking of ladies coming to the barbecue, we want Tamron Hall at the barbecue all the time because we love her. She is full on black girl magic and we are so excited to announce, well she announced already, but like we're announcing on our audiences or to our audiences that uh, Tamron Hall now has a development deal with Disney ABC to develop her own daytime syndicated talk show. And for those of y'all that don't remember last year when she walked away from her deal at MSNBC slash NBC because they decided Megyn Kelly was a good idea and they gave all the money to Megyn Kelly and they tried to slight Miss Tamara Hall even though she had spent the last 10 years working for them and doing a really great job and her ratings were up but they were still like nah we gonna pick Megyn Kelly and for y'all that don't know Megyn <laughs> Kelly sucked so you said that all in one breath <laughs> just so y'all know it was like a big step because a lot of people were kind of like Tamara you walking away girl you might not have nothing coming your way we don't know we don't know why are you doing that? You might have should have kept it. She was like, no, I know my worth. Now Disney also has co-signed on that worth. 18 months later, she now has this deal, and we're excited to see what daytime television is going to come from Miss Tamron, huh? I know it's going to be a great show. I mean, yes. she's she obviously has a lot of talent. And what I like, too, is that, you know, she did go off the radar a little bit after it all went down so people were wondering what's next for her where is she going to be and the fact that she came back with her own talk show I mean that's that's big it's pretty dope and I think I could see her really doing a good daytime show yeah. I mean you know she's got a good balance she's and, beautiful mm-hmm. she's smart and she's got like a little comedy she's got a little she's she got, got a little, little little sense of humor a little yeah. extra up yeah. in there yeah. Not, yeah. but she also has the newsy side and we got a little space right now you know yeah. Oprah's been gone for a while yep 
And we, I mean, obviously, Wendy is still ruling the airways, but Wendy rules it in a very gossipy sort of way. Yep. So Tamron obviously will be not that. So yeah. I think it'll be a cool space for her to pick up. I think so. Give us something good. Kudos to her. So congratulations, Tamron. We can't wait to see it. It should be out in 2019, apparently. So it'll okay. be out pretty quick. Good for that. All right. Um, on to some other news. Um, it's actually an interesting conversation that's happening right now because for those of you that may not remember, the one-year anniversary for the Charlottesville incident is coming up this weekend. Um, Charlottesville as a city right now is actually like doing some extra like police enforcement and they've like fortified their uh, police department a little bit just in case of some unrest mm-hmm. over there this weekend. But there is a conversation going on right now between the activists in the area and reporters. So basically what's happening is there's a group of activists who obviously participated in the marches and have been a part of the Charlottesville community for quite some time and sort of bringing light to um, the racism that has been in that city for <laughs> since its inception. Um, and <laughs> the conversation, though, that's happening is that they've kind of banded together and they've decided that they will not do any uh, press or conversations with press that are trying to be both to, trying to give both sides of the quote unquote debate. Sure. So their argument is that it's not basically it's not fair that these journalists would be trying to be neutral in this conversation because there is no being neutral in this conversation and giving a platform to white supremacy in any way, shape, or form is not helpful to anyone except white supremacists and they don't want to partake in that at all. And there's some pushback against that because they're saying if we're reporters and we're giving the news, we are supposed to be objective and we're supposed to be neutral and we are supposed to get both sides of the story because there's somewhere in the middle is supposed to be the truth and the argument back is well if there's people on one side that think that the other people are not people they're subhuman where's the truth in the middle right is it just one side or the other so is that debate fair is it fair that they're telling the associated press and large outlets that new york times and everything like we're not having this conversation with you guys and we're not talking to you about anything unless we get affirmatively from you that you will not be entertaining any white supremacy in that article or in that report Mm. What do you think about that, Kim? I think if you're not showing um, stuff like drugs, alcohol, you're trying to get that off the screen, um, you shouldn't get any white supremacists or any any racism on the screen either because it's a bad influence, yeah. period. Yeah. Um, let alone the fact that um, humans have been walking around together for a long while. Um, it's not like it's... A dog, which I think dogs should be respected as well, even. Uh, me too. <laughs> but you know, Trust me. but um, people have been walking around the same planet, um, same country in this case, uh, for years. Um, so it's there's no such thing as supremacy here. So also not for white supremacy. I mean, you know, you're from the Netherlands. Yeah. So do you battle a lot of these issues, or, or you know, as Americans, I feel like, especially now with Trump as our president, we just are. This type of thing is continuously in our face. Mm-hmm. Is it different there? You know, is it is it is the well, cultural relations completely different there? It's different. Um, I mean, it's a smaller it's a smaller country, so these issues we have, but not on such a big scale, and you know, it's it's a little bit more shallow. The, the the problems we have it's a, you know we have them but it's a little bit more shallow um, there's always going to be people that hate um, the the huge community of Moroccans we have or whatever like Turkish people people will hate them or or you know or black people or there will always be some a little divide, you know a little yeah, bit yeah. divide but on such a big scale no I haven't seen it before 
Because I, I always feel like, you know, we're supposed to be the land of the free and, you know, all these things that people come to our country and want to live and then we're dealing with this. And this yeah. is like the, the majority of our news right now. And it just is sad to me. It you know? is. It is quite sad. Right. It is. But it's in, it's an interesting conversation, though, because if we are in the land of the free and one of the free items on our menu is freedom of the press. Sure. And this idea that everybody's voice is equally as important, so to speak. Um, Where do you draw that line from a news media perspective? Are you really being in a position to say that, you know what, this is the one time, this is the one situation where fair and even coverage is not it's not fair people died it's it's, it's you know what i mean like it's it's not i don't think it's fair i mean but people that. people die from you know gun violence people die I mean, from uh from bad uh right but if someone dies in gun violence they're, they're they're not interviewing the person who you know who shot who shot them yeah. you know who pulled the trigger but they are giving coverage to that person because anytime somebody is the, these mass shooters we find out every piece of detail and we're trying to get a reason why they did this and interviewing okay, family members because we're trying sure. to understand that other side. So right. what makes the racism element something that's not fair to have both sides? Not that I'm saying that that's... I'm not on that There's side. a difference between covering something that happened and covering um, their uh, their story and their beliefs. That's a whole different thing. Something happened in Chicago. Somebody got shot. This happened. That's the news. Mm-hmm. This happened as well. That's the news. But the platform is so much bigger than just the the, the event. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now there's a platform where the white supremacists can speak and right. give their opinion and spread their opinion to other people. And that is a just a bad influence. Yeah, that's what I, I, I know. I, I I just feel like we we already are oversaturated with knowing what the white supremacy viewpoint is. Why do we need to continue to hear it? We've heard it for many years. <laughs> why do we well, need? Why? There are those in this. Why country, do we need to hear it? Some well, because more. there are those in this country that would look at you and say, "Well, we've been oversaturated with the Black Lives Matter movement and the black kids getting shot by the police okay. and da, da da da." So why can't we cover the Blue Lives Matter movement and why shouldn't that have a platform if you're giving the platform to Black Lives because Matter? Because Black Lives Matter is not sparking violence. Some would disagree with you. A whole lot, well, which is wrong. where the Blue Lives Matter movement <laughs> came from, supposedly. Well, I uh, yeah, I guess I guess no one will ever agree. Well, well I guess <laughs> we'll like, agree to disagree. It's a fascinating debate because yeah. then because uh, at what point, like, when do you decide, like, okay, so we're saying that about racism, like, then some would say that's also a slippery slope in terms of what we're determining it doesn't believe in even coverage. So then what's next that they'll say, you know what, this is the right way to be, and therefore that's the only side that should get covered. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm black, so I'd be like, racism, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> you should not be covering none of that. Right, man, hell to the no. That's been killing my people for 400 <laughs> right, years. Right. But. But. I, I hear you. You do make me think about it a certain way. Like, I'm, I'm like sitting here like, hmm. When you put it like that, because like, I'm the type of person that's like, okay, there's always two sides of a story. There's sure. Always, you can absolutely. always try and see, yeah. okay, how would I feel if I was on that side? But I cannot really imagine being... Yeah, like a type of person that would say, like, okay, um, yeah, those people are worth less than me. Right. Yeah. So I, I really can't really 
yeah. can't you can't give a reason yeah. why they deserve to to have that be placed platform. on platform. Yeah, yeah. Like, which why? is why, and it's really funny because this actual just because we I brought up Oprah just a little bit ago, she had one that was she always talks about that being one of the turning points for her as well on her show when she had some white supremacists on her stage and there was like a whole conversation about I think it was that town in Georgia. Sorry, state, I love y'all, but there was some real crazy shit going on. <laughs> um, but she was saying how she had placed them on this platform and she thought in her heart she was trying to get people's both sides of the conversation to happen so that some kind of reconciliation could occur and that wasn't happening that wait, was literally wait, when just was this? feeding it was oh this was like, yeah, like this is like in the it 80s it was before yeah, she decided probably the yeah, late 80s before she shifted yeah, yeah, yeah I, before she I remember decided that. to I kind of remember seeing it somewhere yeah. or seeing clips of it yeah I remember that yeah, yeah. and it went crazy and she handled it very well she handled it very well like but pro. that made her think like well you know what this isn't actually doing anything no. except giving them a, a platform moment, a to, platform. Talk. to talk yeah. to spread their hate so, right. what so is that's it? what you but as the news you have to have like both who? sides because there is a community that do you have to have both sides I don't know I'm just I, I mean if the news is representing who people are then I guess yes because you have to represent everyone of all beliefs all colors all everything so yeah. I guess technically yes and I did think too when I was reading this at first my first reaction of course was yes all the activists refuse to talk to those reporters mm-hmm. do not get in articles but at the same time part of me thought about how once Trump was uh, voted into office, so many people were like, oh my God, I had no idea racism was this bad. I was like, just going to say this. that. And if we keep saying, like, yeah. we're not going to put... No, remember, we had a conversation. They said racism was dead. It was dead. It was we dead. voted Obama into yeah. office. Racism is yeah. gone. We're free. <laughs> we had a black president. Praise the Lord. Praise you know? the Lord. But, then, but, but the silencing of that and not putting them in the same space, because right. when you put them in the same space, watch Black Klansmen, you Absolutely. see how ridiculous, like it. It's even more in your face at how that's the upside. It, you know, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's the upside. So that's the upside. A lot of more people see how ridiculous people can get. That's true. So it, you know, it also yeah. gives a lot of other people a platform to say, "Hey, what the hell is wrong with the world?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, and which some people didn't even know before this. So well, that's true. Yeah. not to know. Well, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot wrong with the world. And there's a lot wrong in nail salons. So we're going to move on to our ER Web Story yes. Spotlight of the Week. ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Speaking of racism, well, I don't know if you've seen this video. Uh, so there is a nail salon, uh, an Asian-run nail salon in Brooklyn. And it's called 888 Happy Red Apple Nails Shop. Well, some shit been going down this week uh, after a $5 botched eyebrow wax went wrong in the um, shop. They waxed it for $5. $5. $5. So basically what happened was the Asian-themed nail shop. Or, you yes, themed. themed, not themed. Asian, <laughs> Asian. Asian run. Asian run, not themed. Asian run shop. Uh, we had a customer and she was getting her eyebrows done and um, apparently the customer the, the was custom, black the customer was black and the the Asian employee made a mistake on the eyebrows and kind of cut them off that's a problem and that's a big problem especially for a black woman um, for any woman yeah probably. anybody that gets anybody, happy, anybody that's man, had a bad eyebrow job any, any man, it's a problem yeah, any man any, any person who's had a bad eyebrow job problem. and uh, this is a video uh, because we, we're going to show a video of the protest that went down because basically what ended up happening was there was a big brawl that took place where some of the employees had brooms they had sticks and there's all these things that were being thrown around and two people were arrested and it was a big old mess so now black folks have been protesting and they've been saying things like, you know, shut the, close the nail shop, uh, you know, um, 
also they were saying things like, <coughs> you know, they, they, like no, no, no nails. You know, there was like a theme to it and <laughs> all kind of things going on. So we're going to take a quick look at this video and see uh, what actually went down. turning heated. As police escort out the owners of Happy Red Apple Nails. The neighborhood demanding the business close down because of this. A botched eyebrow job turned all out brawl. They were spraying the acetone on her like it was holy water. A now viral Facebook video appears to show salon employees beating the customers with broomsticks. I was outraged, stunned, shocked, and appalled. The family of 21-year-old Christina Thomas and her grandmother, 58-year-old Thelma Melody, says the women paid for pedicures, but Thomas then refused to pay for an eyebrow waxing she didn't like. Hey, why she was arrested for assault? Protesters feel it's personal. I can't believe that this could go down in a black community and they think they're going to make money in the community and not respect the community. That's not acceptable. The salon says it was stiffed on the whole bill. She says she don't like eyebrows, so she don't want to pay anything. The owner claims the customer's friend came in and started the fight. That friend said this in an exclusive video to Pix11. Through acetone in my eyes, and they also cut me on both sides of my arms where my shoulders is. As for the accusation someone threw acetone, the owner says... No. Uh, maybe just a little, little. No, see. Oh, see. He said no. Well, maybe just a little. That was just crazy. All right, so <laughs> I don't even know where to start because when I saw the brooms and, and, and just just the sticks, and it was a full brawl. Look, Asian nail salons and Asian beauty supply stores in black communities in this country have always had a very tenuous relationship. Clearly. And often not respectful at all. Um, so seeing that is uh, shocking because... Mainly because, okay, so the nail salon, at best, y'all, that total bill, even if she stiffed them on the entire bill, that was probably about $55. Right. It was like $25. Five, it was two. It's only $5 to get your eyebrows? Well, honey, that's why I'm saying no. it might have been less than that because generally, to get your eyebrows done, it's at least $12. Like, yeah, but for like, five, well, cheap. Look, $5 for eyebrows. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get my eyebrows done for $5. <laughs> Maybe $25 you know I mean? for that's two. That's where the mistake lies. That's you know? where the mistake starts right you know? there. It was $5 <laughs> to run begin from that with. shop. You run from that. But regardless, they're like, if she stiffed them for the entire bill, like, and it turned into that, and there was like arguments saying that she'd been a problem in the salon she, before, right. yeah. and she didn't want to pay before, and she had been asked, um, they had asked her not to come back, and I'm like, well, did they ask you then not to come back? Why did you serve her right, when she exactly. came in? If that's true, why and again, if you can't stand to lose 55 bucks in your business in that day, instead of turning it into that, <laughs> you don't need to be open. No, like, because that's ridiculous. Listen, if you are that upset, <laughs> you, yeah. Throwing acetone. Do y'all know what acetone is? Break it down. You know acetone is? is basically the stuff you know they use to take your nail polish That's what it takes the nail polish. Right, yeah. It, it and dissolve. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's a chemical. It's a dissolvement. A chemical dissolvement. Yeah, yes. it, could, it could eat away. It's almost... It, it can eat away gel nails. Yeah. Like that. Like it's, 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 it's not a small... It's not It's not even just alcohol. Like it's next level. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah you can I, break out of jail with that stuff. You put I, it probably in. put it on the, on the little steel. Yeah. And they have 
razor blades because they shape brows with razor blades. So that's what the, one of the ladies got cut with razor blades. Yeah. And I'm just like, y'all, like, the, the, come on. I understand that y'all mad, but come on, girl. You weren't going to get but like $5 on your tip if you got a tip and it was worth all that. It's crazy. I mean, here's the thing. So the protesters are obviously saying they want the nail salon shut down. Yeah. Do you think it should be shut down? Chemo? Yes, uh, due to aggression. But I cannot see from this video where the... Where it started. Where it started. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who who's aggressive. Right. But all I know is if you own a place, if you are at a place and you work there, you should call the cops. Pretty That's, much. You don't, you don't start throwing you don't brooms start at beating nobody, people. acetone, all that stuff you can't do. Um, so, yeah, nothing I was to do with to this brawl, that, that type of behavior, no. Yeah. You know, but... I don't know how it started. So I'm just thinking that that nail salon gonna go down. They ain't gonna. Well, I, they it'll gonna be. And I want to find out if they do because the reality is, is government, police, they don't need to shut that down. If those people in that community actually give a f about what just happened in that they salon and thought it was unacceptable, yeah. you will never go to that nail yeah. salon again, and they will never have enough business yeah. to stay running. So you don't have to shut it. So down. you don't have to shut it down. Yeah, if, okay. if you, if the community actually cares as much as they're saying they care right now, they're they not need going to, back. They're not going back. True, because black folks are still going to H and M. I am not, <laughs> but the, I mean, it, it, we'll see. What? Oh yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Because of their like, <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, I'm just saying that we'll see what happens. But that's the point because, and that's the thing. Like most of the, and one of the the girl that was in the uh, with the reporter, Tiana Smalls, yeah. she's an activist in the community. She's from Brooklyn. She's been on TV before. And she was posting a lot of, like, black nail salons to go to in the area she trying did. to encourage yes. people to go to other yeah. nail salons. But one of the reasons that those uh, Asian salons get frequented so much is because they're so inexpensive. Right. One of the reasons they're inexpensive. Right. I mean, $5 eyebrow. Well, I mean. it's <laughs> also because, basically, it's slave labor to be working up in there, but that's another whole story. Right. So, um, <laughs> but that, the, the reason it's so cheap, I mean, guys, true. is because, whatever. Yeah, anyway, so, but that being said, like, the black salons tend to be a little little bit more expensive because they tend to have to actually pay their people a little bit more and that kind of yeah, thing. So they, they don't cut your eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll see if we want to pay a little extra dollar to keep that kind of crap from happening and I'm going to guess no. Yeah, well I, I definitely would like to see where that in six months from now with that Nelson. Is that Nelson? We're going to have to Google open. it because yeah. I bet it's not going to be in the news and be like, is nah. it open? Is right. it still open? It Next be. time I'm in New York, I'm going to roll by and I'm going like, to check it out. Right. Yeah. I'm going to my friends in Brooklyn. It's literally shot down that day and this and that yeah. rather than not people just not going right yeah the statement should be they're not working anymore You're they're done. not working yeah no. they ain't gonna make no money no but you know who is making money somebody is drake he's making lots of money lots of money he's still making it off god's plan yes, so he this was revealed today or not today this week by tmz is drake is aiming to use god plan for a bunch of clothing merchandise and a tv game show the video has already gotten over 760 million views. 760, 760 million, million views. How is that even what? a thing? That's, listen, every artist wants that. I mean, every person wants that. You're Seven, almost to a billion views 760 on a video? million views, right? So he is capitalizing on that. He's creating all these different things, the clothing and, like I said, the new game show. Will you guys be watching, you think? I think that what I heard of the concept of the game show is actually kind of cool. It's like, it does seem, it's seem like what he did with when he went and bought like groceries or something and somebody's yeah. what it's, it's basically like a do-gooder type yes yeah, like, a do-gooder thing how to oh, okay. bless people yeah. in random ways and unexpected ways it's like ways. God's plan yeah. I like that. to play off of that like the video yeah, yeah. 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 and like it's different it. I do like it because it's different yeah. yeah. and it's Drake I think he's going to win regardless <laughs> right are you a Drake fan? yes yeah. yeah, I like his stuff. All the stuff, yeah. Yeah, not all of it. Yeah, I mean, all of it. I don't like everything, but yeah. I mean, overall, I'm a Drake fan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm yeah. a fan of what he does yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, I think he's you know he's he's different, so that's what stands out. He brought a whole new style. He brought a new style. Yeah, he was made fun of, and he still weathered through the storm yeah. and came out on top. That's true. You know he is I mean? definitely on they top. They used to diss him about that Degrassi with the glasses and the and the wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? They were, <laughs> oh, they, were, they were on him about that. You know what I mean? True. Let's be honest. That they were trying to take away his street cred, but he... Well, he's coming back with something, isn't he? Like, also, just from an acting perspective, I yeah. think they just said something with him and Zendaya is, like, in the process of yeah, like, there's some, working oh, out. Yeah, but yeah. he's coming back to the acting world now that he's proven his full street cred. To me, he reminds me of a young Will Smith in the sense of the way that they are... are creating his his career I mean he's got more obviously street edge than Will Smith but as far as like movies actor you know just there I feel like they're going to develop him into a, a bigger movie star yeah, later on maybe might be yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't really watch Degrassi, so I don't really know. I watched but. a couple of episodes I after did. I found out. Yeah, like, oh, he was one of the. I'm like, okay, let me yeah. watch this. Degrassi is a good show. It talks about real issues for teens. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna <laughs> hate check on it out. That's the reason I was like, he's on, he's on a TV show. I'm gonna hate on that. <laughs> let me, let me watch it. I was like, dude, like good, okay, good. <laughs> he had his little shag fro going on, little yeah, curly yeah, fro, little thick glasses. Yeah, he looked totally different. It's all good. Yeah, but it was all in God's plan. It so, was, you yeah. know, he got a baby to take care of. Making he got, that, he got a baby that. to take care of, and, yeah. and and the mamas and a baby mama. Yeah, yes. All right, <laughs> and we're gonna move on to you, Kimo, yeah. because Kimo. speaking of music, you're killing it right now, my man. I'm doing my best. You know, I mean, just like we saw the video, mm-hmm. you know, like I know that your dad was a musician as well, or yeah. is a musician. Yeah. And how did that influence you into getting into music at a young age? Because you were um, like 15 or something when you first started really wanting to get into the, yeah. the mix of music. So my father used to be in this band, like a funk band, the first funk band in, in back in the Netherlands, actually. Or oh, maybe wow. not the first, but you know, I'm just... Lying. No. <laughs> you know, no, you, you, were con- you were convincing, so we, it was oh, working. We'll buy it. Yeah, we'll buy it. First, first funk band. First funk yeah. band, first in, the band in the Netherlands. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It was called Captain Cocktail. And hey. um, so my father used to bring me <laughs> to. Oh, it sounds like my cocktail. You, you had me in cocktail. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, I see. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, he. He used to just bring me to the studio and all that kind of stuff because he would just jam out with, with you know, with other musicians and stuff. And I was like, okay, I was chilling. And we, he would have me jump on the mic and do certain stuff. And I didn't feel a kind of way about it. It was just like, okay, I don't care. I didn't think, like, I like music or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you know, you start just doing it naturally because you always did it. And so my brother, he showed me this, you know, this program, this software to make your own music because I used to play around with some, you know, some other software that would allow you to mix and match, you know, samples. And I'm like, but I don't want to use samples. I want to I want to make my own stuff. And then he showed me uh, Fruity Loops, FL Studio, and I started working in that. And I was like, you know, making beats, doing all that kind of stuff. I was rapping first as well. I was my biggest inspiration yeah, spit, was, spit was Bone Thugs. And, hey. hey, that's my hometown. I'm from Ohio. <laughs> bon, 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 bon. Tell me what you like, you know, what you want to do. Sorry, all right, sorry, yeah. y'all make me have a moment from Cleveland. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's my oh jam. My God. And so, um, you know, I started rapping, the fast rap mm-hmm. with, the, with the melodies and stuff, like Bone Thugs, and I, you know, then after a while, I was like, yeah, but I like, I, I can I can sing, so why would I do that? And then I started singing, and I dropped that for a little bit, and I just focused on songwriting for other people. Oh. And, and who have you, you worked with a lot of people. Who have you worked, produced for and written for? Um, there's a EDM 
uh, act called Cheat Codes here in America um, that did a collab with this um, EDM act back in the Netherlands called Crisscross Amsterdam, and we did a you know an, uh, what's it called a rendition of Let's Talk About Sex by Salt and Pepper, oh, wow. and it, it blew up. Um, and, and yeah, and you were very instrumental in that. So how did that affect your life? You know what I mean? Like to just do this track and then it's like boom. You know, everybody loves it. Um, well, okay. Well, basically, because it blew up. <laughs> yeah. It it actually helped me, you know, get where I'm now uh, as an artist as well. Because, you know, it gave me the the ground for coming here a little bit more often um, focusing on my own stuff you know getting the you know getting music videos done and all that stuff there's it's hard to finance if you're not signed so of um, having a record that's that big with a with a different artist helps me you know to mm-hmm. just do my stuff yeah. without looking back and be like oh shit I gotta do something else yeah uh, but yeah so it really helped and did you have singing lessons and any of that or you just like uh, one day was in the shower was like yo I can sing I can actually yeah. really I was like I'm Good. <laughs> I sound like my dad. Like, Ma, you hear that? Right. No, no, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't have singing lessons, but I could have singing lessons. I, I mean, I could be better, but I think it's more about the emotion. The emotion about uh, yeah, yeah, than the technique. I think. How, how did you kind of cultivate what you wanted your sound to be? Because a lot of artists are sort of nowadays. It's hard for them to really figure out what their signature is, is and why they're special yeah. and all of that. That's still hard for me. Yeah, That's still hard for me, but I just tend to go with what I know best. Uh, I grew up listening to Michael Jackson a lot. Uh, most of my stuff sounds maybe sometimes a little bit like Michael Jackson. I'm very influenced by a lot of 90s stuff as well, so you hear, like, you know, a little bit of a Tracy Chapman melody sometimes. <laughs> Tracy kind of Chapman? Stuff. I feel you on the Tracy Chapman. I love that kind of stuff, so... Do you play as well? No, I produce, though. So I... I, I'm not a pianist, but you know I find my way around the keys, and I just I'm just around I'm just you know at the computer I'm just messing with it until I have it right, and I got my 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 right hand guy who used to he was a guitar player, so that's that's great, yeah. And who do you like now? Who who influenced you? That's out right now. That you're like you know hmm. they're on top. Like that's who I want my career to. They, you don't have to have a career like theirs, but who just influences you? That's an artist out right now. I really like Bruno Mars. I, I feel that yeah. the, your your video is giving me that that edge of Bruno Mars. Joy, you know I mean? yeah, it's bringing fun back. No, to, it to me, it's bringing fun, fun back joy, into yeah. R. Like I consider your music like R and B meets pop, but what would you consider or, or place it as? That's exactly what I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a I good would, blend. In yeah, I'm like, it's pop, but you know the R and B influence is definitely there. So mm-hmm. pop R and B or R and B pop, whichever way you wanna you wanna call it. But yeah, I think it's. Yeah, Bruno Mars. I like Bruno Mars. I like Drake as well, um, because his melodies are always beautiful. That that's they are. That's I'll my thing that. actually. Yeah. I like nice melodies rather than effective melodies. Because a lot of acts mm-hmm. are like, yeah, I get that that's a hit, but come on, you know. Yeah, uh, I like nice melodies. What's your song that you go to that you? It's like your karaoke song. What's your karaoke song? Mm, if I want to show off. <laughs> or if I just want to have fun. Or, <laughs> show yeah. off and show, have fun. Yeah, you can combine you, the two. Or uh, like my karaoke for song. I always choose You Remind Me because okay. it's... By Usher. By Usher, yeah. yeah. It starts low, it goes high. Why don't you give us a little sample of you doing a little You Remind Me karaoke. Oh, karaoke. 
You remind me of a girl that I once knew. I see your face whenever I I look at you. Won't believe all of the things she put me through. And this is why I just can't get. You know the rest of the song. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me some money here too. Yeah. I'm gonna get yeah, that's, 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 that was good, my man. That was good. That was good. That was good. Some real talent. It's it's nice to see, you know, someone like you who is bringing real talent back to the industry, and you know, I think it's really important now because a lot of people sound the same, you know, and. It's it's good it's and refreshing. And yeah, we actually get to hear your voice. We actually get so to hear your voice that. and you prove that you sing. You know what I mean? Right. Because there's some people out there who are making hits, and I'm still on the fence. Can they really sing if we put them on the spot? You know what I mean? really don't care to be honest, <laughs> because I don't think Drake can sing, but he can make himself sound great that's on the true. record. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I enjoy the record, so wow. hey, that that's I mean, the that's talent true. as well. If you have an artistry, I give you that. But see, he's to me, he's different in the sense of like, well, hopefully, allegedly, he's writing his own music. It's just certain artists who I feel that are just a, a a face, and they're not writing their own materials, and they're just heavily produced. And it's like, are they? You know, they're. Oh yeah. How talented are they really? You yeah. know what I mean. Versus someone like a Drake or you know a, even Usher or, or The Weeknd. You know, The Weeknd has an amazing voice, but he also writes a lot of his stuff, and his stuff is deep. You know, right? Yeah. And, and and sensual, and he can make a, a hot record about. Sex, but and make it sound cool, but then he could ha- have a jam about something personal and you know really express himself, and he's writing all that. So you know that that's where I feel like music needs to go back to versus I agree. just people just writing something for somebody else and they're just the artist. Yeah, I agree. But you know, as a songwriter, I have two perspectives. As an artist, yeah, I agree. I like writing my own stuff and you know speaking my story. But as a songwriter, I'm like. I'm gonna write for other people if they're not if right. they're all that's writing their own stuff. I want right. to write for other people. I like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I get I get what you're saying. But the biggest artists still are the actually good ones, aren't they? For the most part. For the yeah. most part. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Because yeah. we had a lot of, eh, that's kind of okay and will be probably forgettable. But the real memorable moments are still are people that yeah. are doing what they. Yeah, can't tell me Beyonce can. can't sing. I saw that. Man, Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce could do whatever she wanted to do at this stage. Yeah, she's she she's God. She is God. So yeah, we saw the single early on in the in the uh, top of the show. Is the album completed? No. Okay. But, so when are you planning to have that done? Um. So okay, I got a bunch of songs, and it's just hard to choose. And I just want to, you know, just release a single by yeah. single, and then when there's some more traction, I just want to release something that's beautiful to me, and but can speak to a lot more people. If they're already following me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it's hard to for the deeper stuff. It's so hard to to promote it if if they're like, yeah, I don't know who that is or what it is, you know. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for the right moment to to get that out as well. But for now, it's singles. Who would you like to collaborate with as a singer, just from a vocal perspective, and like just as that art? And then who would you like to collaborate with as a writer? Maybe singer. That that's kind of hard because obviously. Alive? Yeah, of course. Because otherwise you can't do it. Yeah, it be, well, um, I mean, I mean that, that is not true. Have I you seen say, the Michael Jackson hologram? I would say Alive or Dead. That's not true. That's interesting. Yeah, that that Tupac is still on records. That's all I got to say. And Biggie. So Okay, true. You know okay, what I'm saying? True. Yeah, but then I would say and Michael Aaliyah. Jackson. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. But I'd like to collab with Rihanna. I like oh, Rihanna. Yeah. She has. I can kind of see you and Rihanna. I can see a little cool video with you and Riri. I can see that. Ray Ray. Ray Ray. You know what I'm saying? Ray Ray. So, yeah. 
I can no, see that. Like we put that out there. You heard that on Black Hollow Live. Right? So when it happens, you put us in the video. Kimo, yeah, we, please let me buy back up dancers. Yeah, look, so we'll just, you know, just, I'll just move my shoulders to the side. We better make a video too. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good. I'm feeling that. I mean, she is. Is she working on an album right now? She is working on an album right now. And it's supposed to be a reggae career. She's gonna kill it. I mean, she's got a formula now. I mean, that's her. That's her. That's her. That's her background. Why wouldn't she? She's gonna kill it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what's the difference of the music industry in the Netherlands versus the U.S.? Because you've seen both. And it's changed so much just overall. So, The music industry in the Netherlands. Um, and is it easier to break out there? Is it harder in the States, you think? Um, well, they both have both sides. Um, it's easier to break out there if you do exactly what the format is there. And here it's easier to break if you're doing something that is out of the format. You know, so oh. it's yeah. So it's like vice versa. Like it's vice versa, switch, yeah. or maybe not. But then somebody's gonna have to tell me. There's a lot of R and B and hip hop going yeah. on right now, but a lot of people also still re- respect just a good song. Hey, that's a that's a great song. Yeah. But in Holland, it's a little bit more like yeah. But where in what box are we supposed to put it? There's no box for yeah, it. Let's, no box, right? Yeah. Yeah. They get anxious if there's no box. People like boxes, so yeah, they do. Yeah. They like boxes here as well. They like boxes here too, but not yeah. as much. A lot of boxes. People like edge as There's well. There's some room, yeah. 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 Not that my stuff is super edgy, but it's also like, yeah, okay. In what box are we gonna put it? Yeah. And people are like. There are more boxes here. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Okay. More boxes. Yeah. So there's more. Like, okay, let's put him in that box. And yeah. In Holland, it's like I don't, we don't have a box it's like for we that. Have you know? Two. Is yeah. It this or is it that? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, oh, none of them. <laughs> not gonna score it. We don't know what to do with them. But on the other hand, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's never easy. Yeah. But it's it's a, it should never be a super hard struggle. I mean, you should just enjoy making music. I guess. Where would you like and to see yourself I'm, in five years? Five years. Um, I'd like to see myself happy, actually. I'm at a certain really? point that I'm like, I, I want to be happy. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, that's all. That's because th- that's why I'm doing exactly what I want as an artist. Because I'm not trying to be like, okay, if I'm going to do this song, um, I'm, it might get easier for me. No, I don't want that. I want to be happy with what I did and happy just as a person. That's all. I like that. And on that note, we're going to leave on a happy that. note. Yes, it's very are. namaste of you yes. to say that. So where yeah. can fans find you and, and find music. out about your music, everything on social media? Um, it's Kimo Frankel, C I M O F R A N K E L, on all platforms. So uh, Instagram, so SoundCloud, Spotify, Facebook. Am I missing one? Dot YouTube. Com. YouTube. 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 Dot com. Yeah. Dot com. And we're gonna go out with your your video, Courtney. Hey. Where can fans find you? I'm all over the platforms at Stuart Starlet. You can find me at Dario Christian on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I have a new show called This Is L.A., so catch me on CBS on Saturdays and Sundays as yes. well. So uh, give me some ratings, and uh, we'll see you guys next, next week. week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christian, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.